Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Stephen Summers. Stephen is the co-founder of Marketplace Superheroes, an online education and services company that helps people all over the world learn how to sell their own products globally from Amazon from completely scratch. Together with his business partner, Robert, Stephen has won five two comma club awards for marketplace superheroes which is now an eight figure business and the guys have also helped over 7000 people create multiple income streams online so steven welcome to the show jeff i'm delighted to be here and it's uh, an interesting show because as you told me you basically do nothing for the whole show i told him just before we started recording that it's going to be 90% him talking so it's his show today god help us all jeff <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, Stephen, thank you so much for joining me. Can you please uh, give us a little bit of a background about who you are, how you came into this, and and where you are today? Sure, no problem at all. So, I, for anybody listening, whenever you're listening, right now I'm 33 years old. So, I may be older by the time you're listening, who knows? That's just to give you some context. So, like a lot of people listening today, maybe even yourself listening I was looking for lots of different ways to grow a business online when I was in my early 20s. I thought I was going to be in the music industry, as you can tell, that did not work out. And I was in a place where the band, you know, it breaks up. Like every band in the world ever broke up. My band broke up. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? And I've been studying marketing at nighttime. So luckily for me, I got really into reading business books. So I got really fat and really lazy for like two years and started reading these business books at the same time. And basically got to a place where I was like, right, I want to do something in business. I just don't know what to do. So then I started Googling how to make money online. And anybody who knows anything about the internet will know, I'm sure yourself included, Jeff, when you Google how to make money online, you find a lot of not so good stuff, shall we say. So I was looking into all these different, what I would call schemes, different ways of making money. And you know, I tried a few different things, but didn't really do anything with it. I would like buy different courses and look through it and whatever, and uh, never really got much success. And I got to a point where I was just like, you know, I'm keep buying courses and I'm doing nothing. I was really unhappy. And then I just started reading personal development books. And that was what started getting me more healthy, started thinking a lot more positively at the time. And I thought, you know, one of the biggest things was success leaves clues. It's a Tony Robbins quote, which we've all heard by now. And that got me thinking like, well, where are the clues here? Who can I go and learn from that's had an online business before? So I started asking everybody around me, how do you, how do you get a business going online? And luckily for me, my aunt, her friend was this guy called Robert. 
So you might have heard of my introduction. He's now my business partner to this day. And he was selling products on eBay and Amazon in the UK at the time. And she basically set it up that I could meet this guy. And, and like, if you guys, if you've never seen Robert, he's huge, tall guy with a big beard. He looks like he's from the mountain. And I'd never met anybody like this fella. And we were in this warehouse and it was cold. And he was like, you know, this is how this works. This is how that works. And I just kind of fell in love with that business because it was the first real business I'd ever seen operating in the flesh rather than all these kind of like schemes I was looking at online. Long story short, I worked in the warehouse for about nine months, uh, unpaid, but I got the best apprenticeship in online selling that anyone could ever get. I sold a lot of products that were lying around the warehouse, kind of secondhand stuff. And that's how I made my first money on the internet. I sold them on eBay as like, you know, <laughs> different ways. Sometimes they were fixed price. Sometimes they were auctions and stuff like that. And uh, basically got to know Robert really well. We became very close. And again, it's a long story, but let me shorten it down to say we decided at the time he had two warehouses, lots of staff. We decided to basically get rid of all of those things, start a new company, get brand new products into that business because his products were kind of aging and getting a bit saturated. And uh, we worked our asses off for about a year, made very little money for that entire year. But at the end of that year, we had a business that was doing very well, about dollars, about 1.6 million a year, about 30% net profit. So it wasn't bad. Life was pretty good. And did that for a number of years, making good money. Two of us were traveling around with our families, you know, going to Disneyland and whatever. And that was fine for a few years. Then we got really bored and I was learning a lot about direct response marketing and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, there's lots of people teaching Amazon. That's all crap. It's not good. There's a couple of good teachers, but most, most of it was not good. And so that was where we got the idea to do Marketplace Superheroes back in 2015. And now it's obviously, you know, five, six years later. And we now have an eight-figure yearly business there. But it's not just an online course or anything like that. We actually partner with our members by offering them a lot of different services. So we've built a freight company called Superhero Freight. We've got warehouses in Houston, Texas, Northern Ireland, as well as Australia and Canada now. We also have a software company for all our Amazon sellers, and we have a services company doing translations, listings, all that kind of stuff. So pretty big company now. As you mentioned, we won five two Comic Club Awards. And here I am today to give you a tip, Jeff. <laughs> Amazing, amazing stuff. So what's interesting here is that the tip doesn't have anything to do with Amazon, which I, which I think is really novel. Now, what's really cool about this tip, and I just want to preface this real quick, because this has been something that I've been struggling with for a while, right? It's, uh, it has to do with live streaming. And at first, my major prejudice against live streaming was we just spent the past 10 years learning how not to watch broadcast TV. I mean, who remembers having to sit in front of the TV at 5.30 in the afternoon, at least here in the U.S., and get your get your nightly news, right? The nightly news with Dan Rather, right? That's what we used to do, right? Now, my, you know, my uh, my DMs and my emails are like, oh, join me today at 1.30. I'm going to be on Facebook Live, you know, where I'm going to talk about this. And I'm just like, no, everyone is already used to watching everything that we want to watch and consume and learn about on demand, right? You know, you go to YouTube, you go to the University of YouTube, go get an MBA there. You want to what you want to learn about a, you know, how to set up your microphone, you want to learn how to learn a new skill. It's all, you know, like you can get it all on demand, right? And then Stephen comes around, it's like, no, you know something, I'm going to go live at one o'clock, be there or be square, right? Let's talk about why live streaming has been such an incredible boost for your business. 
Yes, I love that introduction, actually. Very interesting. Really good perspective as well, actually. Uh, just to really clarify for everybody listening, the reason live streaming is great is not for our Amazon business, but for our coaching business and our services business, right? Where we have 8,000 students now, I think it is, at this point in time. And I love what you said there, Jeff, because it's true, right? Yes, we do live in an on-demand society now. But what's interesting is that everything that was once uh, the thing to do then becomes the thing not to do. And then interestingly, it comes back around again that it becomes the thing to do. Let's take direct mail, for example, right? So none of us want the direct mail. No direct mail. No, no, no. Go to give me email. And now we're in a place where we have email, we've got Messenger, we've got WhatsApp, got God knows Discord, whatever else people got on there, cell phones nowadays. We're, we're too contactable. And actually, it's weird because if you do, if you send somebody something in the mail now, it's a really weird, it's like, whoa, I've got something in the mail. What could this be? Now, sometimes it's, it's bills, unfortunately, right? Which is a little bit unfortunate. But a lot of times it's actually something, like you'd actually read that now, right? Whereas years ago, you would not have read it. You'd throw it in the trash, done. I think it's a little bit like that with live streaming that, yes, you're right. You know, we don't want to watch the news at a certain time. But what's interesting is when you change from it being just a piece of content to becoming an, an event, I think that's where the real change is. And not only is it an event, but it's actually an opportunity for your audience, the people that you have congregated to come together, listen to something, to listen to the person that they are a fan of, right? That, that they're, they follow what you're saying. They get to actually come and watch you live. They can ask you questions. You can answer those questions live. So the news and all those things, none of it's interactive. YouTube videos are not interactive. And that's why we love streaming nowadays because, yeah, it gives us that really great opportunity to actually connect with another expert and ask them the burning questions that I have, get that extra level of, in our case, confidence, et cetera. And so it's really, really powerful. So that's that's why we do it. The reason we love it within Marketplace Superheroes is because we do something called, we do a few shows in our Facebook members group. So that's an important point is these are people who have purchased our program. We put them into a private Facebook group and we put a lot of effort into that group. So people ask questions about their, you know, selling on Amazon, they're doing product research, not sure of an answer, the taxation questions, you name it, it's all in there, right? And it's a really great group for that perspective. But we've really, only in the last maybe year, year and a half, started to really go after this live streaming thing. So what we do is on a Wednesday, We've got a show called Win Your Wednesday. And that is myself and my business partner, Robert. Where we basically go on live and we have a main topic with five bullet points. So we know where we're going with that talk. And off we go. We just start talking about it. We usually, we usually rant quite a lot on that show. And that's something we become known for where we're ranting why are you guys not moving forward? You know, uh, people are make, are doing really well and then other people are letting stuff hold them back. Let's talk about those things, holding you back from being successful. Let's break them down. Let's show you why those things uh, have got to stop. You're not going to get what you want, et cetera, et cetera. So people love it from that perspective. It's very inspirational. It's motivational. We do answer questions for them as well. It's not boring. And that's important. And it's a real opportunity for people to come and interact, as I mentioned. And one of the big tips I'm going to give you, because this is called a big tip, right? One big tip is this. When you're live streaming, you must ask for an ungodly amount of interaction. What I mean by that is this. Let's say we start a live stream today and I'm speaking to Jeff. and I'm like, All right, Jeff, today we're going to talk about how to become successful on Amazon in 2022. 
Well, you're going to future-proof it, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm a professional. So 2022, let me break down the exact roadmap to go from no business, no products to bringing in $100,000 a year. So off we go. And we start talking about that and we, we break it down. So I'm into my first point and I'm saying, so the first thing you got to do here is you got to learn to break down that big $100,000 into a smaller amount that's manageable, et cetera, et cetera. So I explained that. And then I, at the end of that segment, I'll say, you guys see how simple that is. If you can see how simple it is, I want you to type that simple into the comments below, right? That sounds so silly and like no one's going to do it, but people love doing it. Then you're going on, you're talking about something else. Give me a two if you agree with what I'm saying, you know, uh, or you give people three questions. So I think it could be A, it could be B, it could be C. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. This is A, B, C. What do you guys think? We get loads of comments. Why are these comments important to a live stream? Because social media is an engagement platform. The more engagement you create, the more the platform sees that content and understands that's something people like. They want to engage with it. But also the bigger thing is if it's Facebook we're talking about, and you can use this with any streaming platform, but if it's Facebook, you know, Facebook wants to keep people on the platform. So the longer you can keep someone there and the more you have them interact, the more they want to stay there, the better it's going to be for you. So the, the, if I was going to give you one thing, and that's, that's what we are doing about this, though, it would be you must create engagement. The biggest mistake I see people make with doing a Facebook Live, streaming live on YouTube, is they don't incite any conversation. They don't get people typing into the comments. They don't get people liking the video or the stream. And, and that is a big mistake because social media has to see signals that tell it that the content is valuable. So that's very much uh, breaking down how to structure your live streams, which is one big topic, five bullet points. Then we go into our bullet points and our topic. At the end of every single segment, we get people to give us interaction. One additional step you can do, I don't do anymore because we sometimes we get 2,000 comments on a live stream. It's just not feasible, is you can actually like everybody's comment and you can ask them a question. in a in, in, So you can like their comment and ask them a question. So you reply and ask a question. Why would you do that? Well, obviously, they're going to respond. So it creates more engagement, and you can like that further, and it creates even more engagement and reactions and stuff like that on your social media platform. Another thing then you look to do is when you're doing these live streams, you can make money as well, potentially, and you don't have to. So we sometimes will offer a product or service on our live stream. Typically, we don't. Typically, it's more about getting comments and getting people fired up and stuff like that. But in the occasion that we do want to offer people the opportunity to do something with us, typically we get people to apply for maybe a coaching program. It's one thing we've done, or we literally sell a program. So in the coaching program example, which is what most people like doing with uh, live streams, you get people to type in, let's say they type in um, coach, coach, I don't know. Right. So that's what you tell them to do. Type in coach if you're happy to speak to our team, blah, 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 blah. So people type in coach. And then what do you do? You reply to them with the link to your application funnel, and people then can go ahead and apply. And then if you have a team member, can follow up with them if you don't see it, whatever, the next day. So that's a really effective way to get people to raise their hand. That's a really important thing about marketing. And that's why live streams, I think, are also great because they you, they get allow you the opportunity to get people to raise their hand to say that they want things or they want to tell you about something. And it's actually really instructive to your community as well, which I think is really, really powerful. Can I ask you something? So first of all, 
all of this is happening within your private Facebook group. So what's happening there is that it's in a closed community. Like I, I can't come in and lurk. I'm never going to see that unless I, unless I purchased into your community and you let me in. So why is the engagement part so important on the live stream? If you know, it's a closed community of a thousand or 5,000 members, but you know, but only those people, no one else out of the billions that are on Facebook are going to see it. Yeah. Because when we're talking about the Facebook newsfeed, we want to be in people's newsfeed all day long. So in order to be in people's newsfeed all day long, you have Facebook has to be like, well, I'm, I'm putting this in because this person wants to see this because Facebook gives you a worldview that they believe you want. So if, uh, if you're not engaging in something, well, then Facebook like, ah, that person is not really bothered with that. We won't show them that. The second thing I will say about that is, though, and it's a really good tip when you're doing your live streams is to share your screen. And then show people on in Facebook, if you're in a group, for example, uh, there's a notifications button. And if you tell them to click notifications, show them how to do it, and then click all posts. Because if not, what Facebook does automatically is it actually sets it to highlights only. So you only see the highlights of the group. You want people to see every post. So I encourage people to click that. They get We get into their news feed. Really important. And that's why I do it. And it works really well for us because we want to keep that connection with our members. You can do this with a free group as well. Also, remember, it can still be private, but it's it doesn't like there's no. And again, technically, Facebook, like you're not allowed to charge for a Facebook group. So we're kind of skirting it a little bit when it comes to our group, you know, in terms of um, of that. But but what you can do is if you have a free group, which is a little private, you know, let's say it's in your sales funnel uh, for anybody who's got a funnel or something like that. Or you just invite people to this group and whatever going to bring people together still do the same strategy in there and it's really 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 powerful uh, but again you can use the exact same engagement trick for uh, youtube and it's going to do the same job we are growing in youtube at the moment very aggressively and the one thing i can tell you about youtube uh, like the same as everywhere else is it's an engagement play you know so that's that's what you've got to understand of a social media and um and i just don't see anybody else other than us going to this level of engagement, but I guarantee you it'll work. Guaranteed. What do you do with the videos afterwards? So the lives, they exist as posts after the fact, right? It says this person went live and you can keep it up there and you can even reference it back. Like, Hey, I talked about this three weeks ago. Here's the link. Go look at this post. Do you do any kind of post-processing afterwards? Do you turn some of that into a podcast? Is there any opportunity to repurpose any of that? You absolutely could do that. I, and again, I'm going to maybe come down. Uh, people may not like this, but I hate repurposing. And people are like, what? I can't believe you said that. But I've tried repurposing and maybe I've done it in the, the wrong way. Although we did work at a repurposing company at one point. And I just never found it got much engagement. I just always found like you were kind of half and half out repurpose content so i'll actually like making platform specific content now which does take more work yes but i think it's better but absolutely everybody listening today you could take that and turn it into a podcast episode no problem i think we'd actually probably do okay as a podcast episode the one thing i see people doing and i used to do it and it just does not work is taking something like that and put it on youtube Oh, I'll get more eyeballs on youtube no no no, no. you're gonna kill your youtube account don't do that youtube is 
very edit heavy these days. It's really changed in that respect. We have 15,000 subscribers almost currently, which some people, oh, it doesn't sound like very much, but I'm telling you, see on that platform, you have a proper relationship with your with your viewers, which we do. Uh, it's an incredibly powerful platform. I mean, it's, it's responsible for literally millions of dollars to us every year, but we don't have 100,000 subscribers because they're just vanity metrics, right? Just big numbers. Who, who cares? It's all about what? people want to do whenever they're listening to you do they actually follow you because again i have an instagram account it looks great it's not very valuable to me because it just it doesn't get the same engagement and i i need to do a lot more with that you know we still, we still have a big team but you can't do everything jeff but i would just say that on repurposing i'm not a big fan uh, i don't do it but you but i do use those streams in email sequences i do use them after as well send people back to the replay very often and it works very well Amazing, amazing tip for that. Thank you so much. A technical question then. What uh, what software do you use to live stream with? Are you like with Ecamm or, or StreamYard or StreamYard? StreamYard. And that and that works out well for you know it scales up correctly and everything for you? Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. We actually had uh, nearly five hundred people on a live stream just a couple of weeks ago and it was fan to to, to the point where I was even like, you know, this might even be better than you know Zoom or whatever, because like we actually used to do webinars. For our, for our members uh, when we're you know offering different things and whatever and I just don't do it anymore because I'm like look they, they're already in our community like they don't want they don't have to register again for something they're they're already in like they're they're happy to show up and and sure enough it's worked really well you know uh, it's easier for people to join on their phone if they're on their their lunch break or something like that so uh, yeah I we, we love StreamYard the only downside is it does that weird thing which is like people have to give permission uh, to to that app so that they can you can see their name in the comments. That's probably the most annoying thing about it. Uh, I sometimes have to keep it open on my phone where I can like see who's commented. And uh, that's probably the only annoyance I have, but everything else is, is great about it, actually. You know what's interesting about what you're talking about? When you're doing a live stream and you have that many participants, I assume you have an assistant there helping you manage the comments and managing some of the engagement? No. Or is this all you? No, we do that. Um, yeah, because like we don't, res- we, as I mentioned earlier, you can like everything and all that. We we don't anymore. It's just not, not possible. It would just be a nightmare. Uh, but no, uh, I just do it. Robert as well for doing Win Your Wednesday. We're both on there. And I'm just literally just, I have it on my phone here and I'm streaming on my computer and I'm literally just, like I'm just looking down at who's been commenting and I'm calling them out and things like that. We it's very easy actually. I, I if it was a webinar, it would be different. Different because yes, people are asking specific questions and then you may need an assistant. But even when we sell stuff from time to time, it's actually fairly easy because I, I just kind of see the question. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll deal with that in a second. It does. It's not really a big deal, you know. You know what's interesting is that you have a you know you're basically putting on this show. You have 500 people attending. This is the same as you getting up on stage, right? And telling people, okay, if you want to sign up, you know, the sign up sheets in the back of the room. And you are basically managing this on your own, right? You know, without a, you know, without a big staff. And what's cool about it is that, you know, I know this is going to sound cliche, right? But anyone can do this even from their phone, right? You don't need the badass mic. You don't need the badass camera. I mean, it looks better. Right. I mean, it's it's great if you do, but you can literally do this already with the technology that we all have in the palm of our hands now. And I think that was the part that was always fascinating, fascinating to me. I even see it with my kids. You know, my kids are teenagers now. They have a platform. I mean, when we grew up, we did not have a platform like this. If we wanted to go out and be famous, we had to do something. I mean, we had to make the nightly news. 
<laughs> you know, in order to become famous. And now it's like, all we got to do is, you know, show up with just a little bit of talent or just something interesting to say, or teach something that people want to hear. And then boom, we have it and we can draw it and we can, you know, get people engaged on it. And that I think is the, you know, is the true magic of what happens is that anybody can make this happen. You know, I was on a summit yesterday with a guy in Mexico, right? You know, I'm being generous here. His, you know, he's got a strong accent, right? You know, when he speaks in English, it's, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. I have a strong accent when I speak in Spanish as well. I, it's not going anywhere. You know, I always tell people chicks dig the accent, right? But no, it's like, you know, I definitely have it. And what happens is that, you know, even if you have, you know, something like that, you know, where you can beat yourself up like, oh, no, no one's going to listen to me because I have an accent. No one's going to listen to me because yeah, I have a face for radio. No one's going to listen to me because I have this. I mean, that is complete and utter BS because what happens is that if you have something interesting to say, okay, fine, maybe 10 out of 10 people will not like it, but, you know, eight out of 10 are going to listen, right? And the other two, okay, who cares? You know, moveon.org, you're done, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I, I think I agree with all of that. I mean, I'm using just my, my normal camera here today, but I mean, I, I literally only use that. And I use, you know, I'm in a studio here with loads of lights for YouTube and everything, but I, I will probably improve my streaming situation soon. But honestly, I just keep it simple because like I've, I've spent five, nearly six years of my life with Robert building this tribe now, right? And that's the thing, like if you want to build a real tribe, it's quite big takes time, you know, it doesn't happen overnight and you got to be smart and all the rest, not impossible at all, but it's just, it does take a bit of time. So you have to bear that in mind when you're building your own audience, but you're right. Like, I mean, even if you get 30 people to show up, like we've got smaller shows and we might get 30 people on some of them because there's smaller groups and stuff like that. But like, that's really, it's still really powerful because like getting 30 people to sit there and listen to what you're saying is a big deal. And that's the problem with the internet. I think we're moving into that place of, People are very focused on the numbers. So if I don't have 100,000 subscribers, I'm like a loser, you know, whatever. And it's just like, no, no, no. It's about the relationship you have with people. And as I just told um, my own clients before we came on here today, it's like, what's the one thing that's more important than, you know, any of this stuff? Uh, it's trust. That's all that matters. Like, I mean, because I don't have the best streaming setup in the world, but it doesn't matter because my audience trusts me and they, they respect what I have to say and they couldn't care less what my camera looks like. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, what email what email tool are you using and all this? And it's like, well, that doesn't matter either. What matters is your domain reputation if you, want to, you know, if you don't want to get technical, but also the trust again, the relationship. So I think like fundamentally the most important thing are always the most important things. And then, yes, it's nice to have a nice setup and everything and all that, but don't let that be the thing stops you from going and actually doing this. And I'm telling you, when you start streaming to your audience and you build a real relationship with people, your business changes completely. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Stephen, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about your program yeah. and how they can reach out to you directly? Sure. Uh, MarketplaceSuperheroes.com is where you can go and check out the Amazon stuff. I am building StephenSummers.com for just me, um, whatever. And then uh, Stephen J. Summers over on Instagram, uh, do send me a little DM there. I actually do respond to those ones, uh, usually by a voicemail. So feel free to hit me up. I'm always... Uh, I'm not always available, but I'm always checking it. So uh, I look forward to hearing from some, some of you guys. 
Amazing. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. This was really interesting. I appreciate you really breaking down the process and basically the return. You know, what happens after you go live to your audience and you put yourself out there in order to deliver value. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Thanks. 